Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Coming up on today's show, we will examine a new ETF that targets an overlooked part of the energy sector, plus another fund that is making a big play in the virtual reality space and an ETF that puts a spotlight on the environment. Hello and welcome to First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. It is great to have you with us. We begin today's episode, as always, with a look at the newest offerings of ETFs on the New York Stock Exchange. Joining us now is Douglas Jonas with the NYSE to tell us a little bit more about what's happening over there. Hi, Doug. It's great to have you with us. Uh, Stephanie, it's great to be back. And look, the summer of excitement with ETFs just doesn't seem to slow down. We are closely approaching 1,700 ETFs now listed at the New York Stock Exchange, and this past month has been fantastic. 49 new ETFs. I know you'll get a chance to talk to some of our sponsors today, which I'm really excited to hear about. You know, across those ETFs, it's just been fantastic. It's been a mix across equities, asset allocation, fixed income, and the growth has not slowed down. Almost $50 billion in net cash flow for ETFs in this past month alone. Really exciting times here at the New York Stock Exchange. We're great to be a part of it. All right. Well, thank you so much for that update, Douglas. All right. Before we move on, we want to remind you that our show, First Look ETF, simulcasts on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. So be sure to check it out there. Well, energy was a top performing sector in the first half of 2021, with midstream companies showing some pretty impressive gains. Well, now a new energy ETF aims to capitalize on this sector. Joining us now to share more about it is John Cusick with Miller Howard Investments. Hi, John. Thank you so much for being with us today. Hi, Stephanie. So for those who may not be familiar with the midstream energy market, break it down for us. What is it and how has it been doing? Yeah, so... I think often when people think about energy, they think about the upstream oil companies who are out in the fields looking for and exploring for the commodities. Or maybe they are thinking about the refiners who take then that crude and process it into gasoline and jet fuel. But what often is forgotten is the companies that are in between those two sectors, and those are the midstream companies. So when we think about midstream, we think about the companies that have gathering and processing facilities right at the wellhead. They have larger diameter pipelines to transport uh, the commodities from the fields to storage facilities. They also um, have processing facilities and they have large storage tanks that that they store the commodities in before they're sent out to the end users. So that's really what the midstream companies do. Um, and unlike the often the volatility that you often see from the upstream companies or from the refiners, 
the higher quality midstream companies generally have less direct commodity price exposure. So we think that's a very good thing for investors and they generally have long-term contracts with their customers. So in this new ETF, the UMI, we focus on those companies that do the transportation and storage of the commodities. And we really view the sector as being essential service providers so the U.S. economy can function. Yeah, and you mentioned the name, ticker name UMI. That is the new ETF that your company is helping to launch. So tell us a little bit more about um, some of the products. Give us a deeper dive into this. Sure. So in, in this ETF, we invest in midstream companies that are structured both as MLPs and as C-Corps. Now, we limit our investment in MLPs to 25% or less than total uh, total investments in order to maintain the RIC status of the ETF, which we think is very important for investors. And then with that being said, how do you see UMI being used inside a diversified portfolio? Yeah, so, you know, inside a diversified portfolio, the, the, the way we think about Midstream is they offer really good relative yields. So the companies that the ETF invests in are yielding about 6% right now. And we think these higher quality Midstream companies do have the ability to increase their dividends going forward. So on a relative basis, the yield is very attractive, especially when you can't compare it to the, the general market and also to sort of energy income or, or, or equity products such as REITs and utilities. So the yield is very attractive. So in a diversified portfolio, um, we think it's really important for uh, clients that are looking for income. So that would be one thing. Another thing is clients that are looking for energy exposure, but don't, but that they don't want to have to deal with K1s. Now, K1s are the tax form that MLPs issue to their unit holders. But in this ETF, you can invest in MLPs and avoid these K1s, which a lot of investors find burdensome. So we think those are two really important aspects of investing in the ETF. Lastly, uh, energy is a low weight in, in broader market indices right now. So we believe, you know, UMI really gives you that energy exposure. So for these reasons, we think this ETF works really well in a diversified portfolio. All right, John Cusick with Miller Howard Investments. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Well, virtual reality is hotter than ever, especially in gaming. Well, now there is an ETF that is hoping to capitalize on VR by taking it a step further into the metaverse. Well, here to talk more about this is Matthew Ball, Managing Director with Apillion. Matthew, it is so great to have you with us. Nice to be here. You know, before we dive into your ETF, can you tell us a little bit about the metaverse? What exactly is it? Sure. Well, the best way to understand it is to envision it as a successor state to today's mobile internet. While the mobile internet succeeded the fixed line internet by taking a supercomputer, moving it to your pocket, moving your internet connection to said device wherever you went, the metaverse is about shifting our time, our labor, our investment, our existence into virtual simulations. The expectation is that as with the mobile internet and the internet before it, 
it will transform almost every category from healthcare to finance, the way that we communicate and how we spend our time. So your ETF, the Round Hill Ball Metaverse ETF, and the ticker is Meta. This targets a diverse span of some pretty exciting companies that are involved with digital content, virtual platforms, and networking. Tell us more about it. Sure. So if you go back to that original analogy of the internet moving to the mobile internet, moving to the metaverse, the expectation is that it transforms multiple different categories. Our ETF is composed around seven categories from hardware to computing and processing to networking, interchange tools and standards. These are the protocols and conventions upon which today's internet operates. There's also allocation into the virtual worlds themselves, most commonly conceived of as a Roblox or a Fortnite, as well as into the payments infrastructure for the metaverse, which is not exclusively limited to cryptocurrencies, but more commonly today's digital payment rails. And then the content and services that will populate it. Can you give us a peek into some of the holdings? Sure, so NVIDIA is a great example. I think for many investors, the rise of that company over the past year and a half has been a surprise. Its valuation does surprise others as well at half a trillion dollars. But NVIDIA is a great example of the growing role of virtual worlds of simulations. They are by far the leader, the most capable, the most required provider of computing technology at industrial scale and personal devices that is required to render, process, and operate any virtual world. It's critical in that regard. We also take a look at companies such as Unity, which provide gaming engines. You can think of as the plumbing of the virtual world. We also take a look at the payment providers that are likely to administer the metaverse economy. You have companies such as PayPal, as well as Square. And there's a reason why companies like Snapchat, like Netflix, as well as Facebook are all now talking about the metaverse. And it's because they see the need to transition almost everything that they do today into relevancy in this next successor state internet. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, just a continuation of moving on to the digital world and it keeps rolling and rolling forward. Uh, Matthew, quickly, how do you see Meta fitting into an overall investment strategy? Sure. The best way to think about that is to consider how you would want your exposure to the next generation of the internet. It's going to be a part of any diversified basket, but to the extent in which you believe there is going to be a revolution of digital commerce, digital labor, digital existence, you will want it to complement any of your diversified investments. Uh, the way that I conceive of it is looking at any investment portfolio in the 90s or the 2000s, we all wish that we could have purchased Apple. We might have instead purchased Nokia or Samsung. But at the end of the day, if you believed the future was online, you believed the future was in supercomputers, a relatively diversified, well-constructed portfolio of social networking, of online commerce, of digital communities would have provided you with an outstanding return. We envision it as being similar, playing out over decades, reaching trillions of dollars in value, and is part of any digital strategy going forward. The future is now. Matthew Ball with Apillion. Good stuff. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. From droughts to wildfires and hurricanes, climate change across the globe has put environmental, social and governance or ESG investing into the spotlight. Well, Gabby Herculano, CEO and co-founder of iClimate Earth, joins us now to talk more about her company's environmentally focused ETFs. Gabby, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. 
Well, iClimate has a pair of new clean energy focused ETFs, ticker symbols CLMA and SHFT. Tell us more about these. Yeah, it's the iClimate Global Decarbonization Transition Leaders and the iClimate Distributed Renewable Energy Transition Leaders. Um, so we designed CLMA. Uh, the decarbonization to be a comprehensive and balanced uh, ETF. Um, so hopefully deemed to be core um, and receive allocation in, in that way. And the distributed renewable um, energy is what we see as the most exciting clean energy story. The idea that um, energy is being now, uh, we have the ability to, to, to generate electricity at the point of consumption. And that's the idea behind the ticker shift. We're shifting our power system from a centralized um, uh, based uh, on fossil fuel solutions to a decentralized one based on renewable energy and storage, which is a very exciting story. Now, with that being said, then, what kind of investors are you targeting? We think the the, the decarbonization story, uh, like we, we I briefly mentioned, we think that that uh, deems to be, um, it will be deemed to be core. Uh, so we hope to get a location from small retail investors to very large institutional investors. There are, there are three key concepts behind uh, CLMA. Uh, the idea that uh, the best way to reduce carbon in the atmosphere is by not emitting in the first place. So we're not representing the companies that are doing less harm, companies where decarbonization is a cost line item, quite the opposite. We're representing the companies that are innovating to mitigate and solve climate change. So, so that's a, a material shift in that narrative. Um, another key concept is that um, we're moving away from business as usual. So, so you think about our key metric, which is gigatons of CO2 equivalent avoided per year, it's it's a delta. It's the difference between the emissions in the business as usual solution, generally speaking, based on fossil fuel, with the new solutions. Think about heat pumps and, of course, electric vehicles, but beyond, right? Think about telepresence or carpooling or plant-based diets. So that delta in, in the emissions that do not take place, that do not get released into the atmosphere, that delta is the potential avoided emissions. And that is um, a very relevant concept that permeates everything that we do. Um, so, so that brings us to the third concept, which is that idea of uh, existing solutions that could be scaled up to bring the planet to carbon neutrality. And we think that with that, we put together a very balanced and comprehensive uh, portfolio of about 160 companies that are really problem solving um, the what we think is the biggest problem of our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, can you give us a sneak peek on some of these companies, some that we may know? Yeah, so a very exciting new name is New V. New V is a pure player in the vehicle to grid um, energy storage, and that's part of our flagship. But is 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 a is a new name for shift for the decentralization of of our power system. So um, w when we think about generating electricity at the point of consumption, it's not just that that is innovative, right? In the U.S., we're talking about three percent penetration. Sunrun epitomizes that concept, right? Of the solar the rooftops. But it's more than that. It's not just the solar rooftops. It's the solar rooftops with the battery storage. Think about a Tesla Powerwall. But that's a stationary behind the meter um, um, energy storage. The reality is, is that as of now, about 87% of all the storage for clean energy 
is inside electric vehicles, so non-stationary. So that's the idea of the vehicles to grid, the ability for us to use all that storage of electricity that sits inside the electric vehicles to, 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 to do a lot of things that we have never been able to do before, like frequency regulation, which otherwise we will be using peak facilities that are fossil fuel, um, as bad as diesel, um, but sometimes coal and sometimes natural gas. So is that delta is moving us away. Um, so new V is a very exciting um, a, a name uh, um, in, in that space. Sunrun epitomizing that solutions, but we have about 55 names in shift and they're all in line with the seven um, uh, sub-segments that we think are the most relevant ones for this shift from the centralized power systems to the decentralized one. Well, Gabby, thank you so much for joining us, giving a sneak peek into these environmentally friendly ETFs. We appreciate your time. No, thank you. And that does it for this edition of First Look ETF. Before we go, we want to remind you that we will feature brand new episodes every month. Now, we're going to get you plugged into all the latest launches and all the important trends in the ETF market. You can also listen to our show at iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. And a big thank you today to all of our guests, especially Douglas Jonas with the New York Stock Exchange. Thank you so much for watching. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. We'll see you next time. Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.